Celtics get blown out, and I'm going to talk about it right now on a Thanksgiving podcast for you here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Yeah, sure. Why not? Thanksgiving. Why not? Uh, let's just have some turkey together, grab a glass of wine or, well, you know, whatever. It's it's Thanksgiving. Have the wine, whatever time it is. I was going to say maybe it's too early. It's not too early on Thanksgiving. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day, even on the holiday. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Star. Celtics lose 123 to 104. Uh, basically, Brooklyn showed up. They kicked Boston's ass, and then they walked out. Uh, This was, look, the beginning of the first quarter, 14-5 run. Beginning of the second quarter, 11-3 run. Beginning of the uh, third quarter, 11-3 run. Celtics were not ready to handle anything that the Brooklyn Nets threw at them. Came out, it was uh, Patty Mills right away. Kevin Durant did anything that that he wanted. James Harden was getting... Foul calls like it was last season, not this season. And that was a formula for frustration and no success for the Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum was jump shot happy, 15 points on four of 16 shooting, uh, one of nine from three. Uh, Who else? Uh, They they were led by Marcus Smart, who I thought was pretty decent in this game, 20 points, six of 14. He led a comeback late. it was it was a typical like that that was as expected a comeback as you could you know anticipate the Celtics are the worst fourth quarter team when it comes to point differential uh, or net rating the the Nets are the fourth worst so yeah a comeback in the fourth quarter when they let up not unexpected there uh, I thought uh, well Jalen Brown came back he was he was struggling a bit. I'm not going to hold that against them. Uh, be honest with you, I'm not going to hold much against these guys. And, and this is going to be a quick podcast. I just wanted to give you something after the game because really, honestly, this is like, what do you say about this game? They they came in, Brooklyn walked in, they said, we're better than you. And Boston was like, yeah, I think you are. <laughs> and that was it. After the game, Al Horford said, we gave them a little too much respect. That that makes sense. A little too much respect for the Brooklyn Nets there, and they. I think the Celtics just kind of said, "Hey, you know, you're going to do your thing, and we're just going to try to take what you give us." And I was having a back and forth with somebody on Twitter about this. I said, "Look, the Celtics need to get to the paint. They need to get to the rim." And the answer was, "Well, they're packing the paint," and I didn't even pursue it. But so. I've watched enough basketball in the 1980s to know that packing the paint doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to uh, not get to the rim. There, there are ways to manipulate defenses that are packing the paint and still get to the rim because there's no zone defense that that allows a guy to stand in the middle and do nothing. You can play zone 
but you can't stand in the middle of the paint and do nothing. There are picks that can be set. There's post-ups and back cuts off the post-ups. But the Celtics are just incapable or uh, they are not uh, willing to do all of the hard things right now that, re- that, that are required to have a functional offense. Off-the-ball movement is critical, but they don't move off the ball. They don't cut backdoor off of post-ups. They don't cut. There are a couple of cuts in this game. I, it's What do I, I harp on this all the time. All the time I harp on this. If, if you cut at the right time, you're going to get easy baskets. Al Horford from the top, when a, a player goes baseline, Marcus Smart did, when a player goes baseline, cut from the top, right down the middle of the lane. That when when a guy goes baseline and gets past the defender, it's it's a, like a paint touch. He's gonna get into the into the paint and everybody's eyes turn. So if everybody's looking towards the baseline, your cut comes from the top. Wherever those guys are looking, you come from behind that. It's like if you if it rains and it gets sunny again, you look away from the sun because the sun rays are gonna go that way and refract through the raindrops and that's going to be your rainbows. The rainbows always show up away from the sun. You always cut away from where the guys are looking. So if a guy's on the left side and and driving from the left side, you cut from the right. It's it's, it's like the most basic thing. It's the most basic thing. And, And the cuts aren't always, always there, but they are there often enough. The Celtics very often just don't take them or don't see them. Sometimes they do take them and they don't see them. And this is the whole thing that Ime Odoka is trying to do. So in a game like this, when they're jump shot happy, there's nothing in the Celtics offensive DNA right now that says, oh no, we, we're going to, we're not going to just capitulate to your, what the defense gives us. What we're going to do is we're going to still do what we want to do. And force you to adjust to us. So that's that's one problem that the Celtics are going to have in games like this. And one, one problem the Celtics have had just in general. There's a lot of, oh, I just took what the defense gave me. Which, yeah, I, it, it's, a, it's a sports cliche at this point, but no, you don't take what the defense gives you because a defense is set up to get you to do what they want. So, no, when they pack the paint, you don't say, oh, well, I'm going to take what the defense gives me, and that's a bunch of jumpers and a bunch of three-pointers. Uh-uh. Attack the basket. Celtics just didn't attack. Jason Tatum, the offense takes the DNA of its, its star players. And Jalen, to a degree, but certainly I'm not going to hold it against him right now because of the, the hamstring still coming back, but he's still a similar player to Tatum. It's catch the ball, wait, set up, and then make your move. They said it last season. I've said it a hundred million times on this podcast. I say it again right now. They, the, the offense takes the DNA of its best players. And now this is, this is part of the issue. I asked after the game, you're trying to break habits. I think I asked Al Horford. You're trying to break habits of guys who are programmed to play a lot of ISO basketball and they're great ISO players. They're great ISO players. But when 
a team like Brooklyn, who shouldn't, it's it's not really a great defensive team. They're okay, but they're they're not a good defensive team. You know, they, there's they're passable. They they want to get their defense to a passable point, so their offense, which is amazing, can do its job. When they say, "Oh, you are two dynamic wing players," we're going to try to stop you from getting to the rim. You you're not shooting well right now. Let's challenge that. You don't say, "Okie doke, let me just start shooting." That's not that's not taking what the defense gives you. That's playing into the defense's hands, which is what the Celtics did basically all night. I'll come back. I'll just keep talking about the game. Honestly, it's Thanksgiving. I have no structure. I have no notes. I'm winging it right here, baby. If you're listening with the family for the first time, this is a John Corrales winging this podcast fly from the seat of his pants because I got to cook some dinner tomorrow myself. And hey, I got to get some sleep. (laughs) So, but we'll continue talking about the podcast. uh, Talking about the game. Or we can talk about the podcast. Why not? I'll do a podcast about my podcast. Very meta. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. First, I know what you're going to be doing during Thanksgiving. Besides eating and drinking your faces off, you're going to be watching football. And we know that football and betting go hand in hand. And BetOnline's got you covered this holiday season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Get on over to the new updated (laughs) desktop. I can't talk, but mobile website and sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Whatever you deposit, 50% of that value popped right into your account for a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. They've got obviously pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Make sure you're taking advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals for Thanksgiving. And just like Thanksgiving, where you should be eating responsibly, please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. I feel like Jason Tatum was probably a little caught up in the Kevin Durant matchup a little bit. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it after the game or ask about it, but uh, I thought that he and and Kevin Durant were like he wanted this to be a Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum like battle, but this this game shows I think where Kevin Durant really is, and we saw we saw Tatum have amazing performances last year in the playoffs, so I'm not going to say he's not capable of it, but. Kevin Durant just casually, you know, 8 of 16 from the field, 5 of 6 from the line, 21 points, 8 assists, a couple of steals, few turnovers. But Tatum worked his ass off for those same 16 shots. He only hit four, one of nine from three, three assists, eight rebounds, steal, blocked five turnovers for him. He was a minus 33, minus 33 in this game. So Tatum was on the floor for all the worst parts of it. And as I said before, the, the, the Celtics offense goes as Tatum goes. Celtics are kind of like the Portland Trailblazers of the East in a way, where for Portland, if Damian Lillard is, is going off, then that's, that's a great sign that, you know, that's going to be a good game for them. If, if Lillard is hitting, then they're going to be good. And, and you, you fold in CJ like they did the other night, 
Dame and CJ are cooking, forget it. You got no shot. So same with Boston. If Tatum is cooking and Jalen, especially if, if they're both cooking, then you're going to lose that, that team, your, your opponent there, Celtics going to win that game. But if they're not, then the offense looks really, really bad. And very often they're not because Tatum is not going to the rim. Again, Tatum likes to think that he's a jump shot guy when he needs to be an attack the rim guy. His mindset has to be get to the rim at all costs and then jump shots play off of that. That's how he has to, he has to be inside out. He is outside in. He wants to take jumpers. When his first shots of the game, you can tell what type of player these people are when, if, is it Dennis Schroeder? Dennis Schroeder is an attack the basket guy because that's the first thing that he does. The first part of his game is, let me see how I can attack. You're probing to see, okay, I want. let me just see if I can do the thing I want to do. And Tatum is always jump shot. And so he and Kevin Durant, he wanted to, it seemed like, go one-on-one with Kevin Durant a lot. Durant's length bothered Tatum. Tatum's length didn't bother Durant. Durant doesn't give a damn about length. You can put Taco on, you know, like Taco with speed on Durant, and that's not going to bother him. He just gets where he needs to go, gets where he wants to go, and he gets that super high release. A little, little touch of a fadeaway, that shot's getting up basically over almost anybody. Tatum, the length, it felt like it bothered him, and he wants to get into that mid-range shooting contest with Durant when he just needs to get to the get to the rim and dunk on people. And that involves an even tighter handle. It involves some help from the Celtics. It involves a little more shooting on the Celtics. So this is not entirely on Tatum. But the you, you definitely need more shooting. You need more space. You need more lanes to be able to drive. So I, I want to be completely fair about this. Tatum needs to get to the rim more. But the Celtics need to get him to the rim more. The, the one season where he really got to the rim the best, they had Daniel Tice throwing lead blocks for him, which is, you know, they're, they're, they've kind of legislated that out of the game. So that's not happening as much anymore. So I think, I think that, was, that was one of the things in, that, that were part of the issue. Now, drive and kick threes, that's fine. Because you're collapsing the defense and you're kicking it out that that at least is putting the putting pressure on the defense, right? You have to force the defense to do something. So I'm not saying don't take three-pointers, don't take jump shots, but they took 48 of 91 shots were three-pointers. That's kind of crazy. 48 of 91, um, that's too many. So the Celtics did get 28 free throws, which is nice. That That's, you know, pretty good. But the, the jump shots... Too many, especially early on. They, they got better as the game got went along, but could have been even better. I thought that mano a mano was, was a, little, a little too much. Uh, just quickly, I want to shout out Romeo Langford for the uh, performance there. I, I just think Romeo is getting to be more and more in the middle of good things, and that, that's super important. I thought Romeo had a, a, a pretty good game here. Uh, Jabari Parker was not bad. In fact, in this entire in this entire game, uh, and some of it was like not all of it was garbage time. The Celtics in the fourth quarter, when they're playing their best, Jabari Parker was on the floor. He was a plus nine in this game. You had Wancho who was a plus two and Bruno who was a, a plus two in garbage time. But Jabari was, you know, 
nine plus nine. Uh, not bad, you know, and seven rebounds, 4.7 rebounds for him. Shout out Jabari. Whenever we can shout out Jabari. Hell, I'll even shout out Ennis Cantor, who had a bunch of uh, offensive rebounds, four offensive rebounds, two blocked shots, although one of them uh, he I don't think he realized was still a live ball. He's out there high-fiving fans. But, you know, I give Cantor enough grief. Uh, he, was, he was pretty decent in his run there. I'll come back. I'm going to talk about the whole Tony Brothers thing, the referee, the officiating. Um, may not go the way you want it to go, but yeah, I'm going to talk about Tony Brothers next. Hey, why don't you grab a built bar? And this is the best time of year to grab a built bar. Now, this I'm, you might be listening to this on Thanksgiving. So tomorrow is Black Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday, get to wherever you're going and go to built.com. They're going all out, all out to make this the most delicious Black Friday. There is a new promo code for Black Friday, 20% off anything and everything at built.com. 20% off with Locked 20. Locked 20. There's a new flavor, Ruby Chocolate Puffs. It's marshmallowy goodness covered in unique chocolate. Ruby chocolate. This has never been done with a Built Bar before. There is dark chocolate, there's white chocolate, and now there's Ruby chocolate that joins the Built Bar Club. It has a beautiful rose color, perfect for the holidays. And it's an actual type of chocolate that has a berry taste to it. Uh, also, lemon dipped cheesecake puffs. Love lemon cheesecake? You'll love lemon dipped cheesecake puffs. Tangy taste of lemon sweet cheesecake in a marshmallowy puff, all covered in chocolate. It's lemon cheesecake size taste, but without the cheesecake size calories. Uh, then, Built Black Friday weekend isn't complete without the word free. Buy any box of Built Bars through Sunday. Get two of their brand new candy bars and Built Crave for free. Built has finally done it. They've come up with a candy bar that is a great alternative to the bar that claims to satisfy. It's caramel-flavored, chocolate-loaded with peanuts, giving it that nutty chocolate mm, so good, sweet candy bar taste. But it only has 160 calories, 17 grams of protein. Show me a candy bar that's even close. So get your best Black Friday deals right now at Built.com. Tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. 20% off Built Bars, two free Crave Bars, all at Built.com. Plus, you can get 60% off Built Broth and Built Boost, 40% off Built Swag. Just enter the code LOCKED20 at Built.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. Tony Brothers was so good at officiating during this game that multiple F Tony Brothers chants broke out at the Garden. F you, Tony, uh, were the chants. And that was not great. Uh, he was not great. Uh, the officiating was not great. But if you know me, if you listen to this podcast at all, uh, if you read my writing, if you follow me for any length of time, you probably know that I hate talking about the officials. Because officiating... I know, I know what people think of officiating, but if, if if a game comes down to a final call or a couple of calls, then there's a good chance you could have done something different to not be in that situation. For example, everything that I said the Celtics should have done in the first two segments, like get to the rim, stop uh, settling for jump shots, all that stuff, 
Could have done that, been in a more competitive game. But the Celtics trying to mount a comeback, but they kept, you know, the fouls kept mounting. They admitted after the game. Yeah, that that caused some problems for us. We we were not happy about that, and it affected our game. Marcus Smart, Tony Brothers, especially. Um, <laughs> Smart got called for three fouls in about a minute. I don't even know if it was a minute. Less than a minute. 50 seconds or so. Three fouls. Tony Brothers called them all. One was a good call. One was a bad call. The other one was borderline. But by the third one, he was very adamant about the foul calls. And it was very clear that he and Marcus, if Marcus had been saying whatever he was saying, it was very clear that Tony Brothers was also caught up in the, by, by the time he called that third foul, he was very, uh, he was uh, with, the, with the foul calls. I'm making a fist if you're listening to the podcast. That, that, uh, that foul call. Uh, um, you, this is why you should be watching on YouTube because I was really, I was really selling that foul call. Uh, but he really, like, he got caught up in that. I, I can tell he got caught up in that. So A, an official should not be caught up in a battle like that. You are not supposed to let your emotions get the best of you. Make the foul call. Put your arm up like you're supposed to. Don't like, don't like glare and like borderline pump your fist when you're running, when you're making that phone call. I don't know if the league is going to do anything about that or talk to him about that or anything, but it was very clear that Tony got caught up in whatever back and forth was going on. But the bigger message that I have is Celtics, you're never going to win this fight. You're never, ever, ever going to win this fight. Teams do not win these fights with officials. And the more complaining and the more histrionics and the more all of that stuff that the Celtics are prone to do, Smart is an emotional guy. He'll get caught up in that sometimes. Tatum gets, you know, all the rap. Like, but a lot of guys get caught up in that. And it's very easy to, for the emotions of the game. You get away from, you know, they get away from you and you get caught up in that stuff. And sure, in the moment, like if you're on the bench and you're like, oh, bull or whatever, like that's fine. But the Celtics let that linger. They let that continue to be part of a problem. And that's that's something that can't happen. The, no matter what, and I'll, I can ask these guys all day, every day, and they'll swear that the, you know, hey, look, this this wasn't a foul or whatever. You can look at the. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Say your piece, but then focus. The Celtics get too unfocused when it comes to the officials. And yeah, you're probably if you're listening here or watching, you're saying, but John. Those were bullshit calls. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. The calls have been made. There's a game to win. Go play the game. And it's not to say like, oh, I'm supposed to just blindly accept this and that. No. Play the game when there's a break or that the next stoppage. Go to the ref and be like, I, I don't, like, you can talk to them. You can talk to them. There's supposed to be a back and forth. But in those moments, especially if the referee thinks he's being shown up, then you're not going to get those calls because those are human beings making the calls. And they're not supposed to get caught up in those emotions, but they do. And riling them up is not going to go your way. It's just not. So you can be in the right, but 
if it's not going to go your way and it's going to hinder your progress to your, to your stated goal, why do it? Why do you continue to do it? Stop letting the officials dictate your performance. I'll leave it at that because there's nothing more to say. Celtics do it. They let it happen too often. And they, they, every once in a while, it burns them. I love that they play with emotion, but sometimes it's a little too much. And the complaints, and especially when the complaints lead to poor play, poor decisions. It's beyond counterproductive. Now you're hurting yourself. So this is going to be, well, obviously you're listening on Thanksgiving. If you're listening on Thanksgiving, if if you have it on, I, I would love for this to be like on a TV somewhere. Hi. Hi. Oh, that looks good. What do you got there? Is that pie? Can I have some pie? Mail it to me. Mail me some pie. Um, if you have it playing on your TV or on your uh, whatever speaker while you're cooking, uh, I hope you enjoy the, the holiday. Those of you who are celebrating the holiday, those of you who get to see your family, your friends again after a, a very, very rough couple of years, if you're enjoying this holiday, I hope you are happy and healthy and you're just getting a chance to see people you haven't seen and, and celebrate together and watch some sports. And, you know, there's a ton of bad stuff that goes on every day in the world. And hopefully none of it's happened to you. If it has, I hope you've recovered and you're, you're in a better place. If, if you're not, I hope you get there soon. And I just hope that this Thanksgiving for those of you who are enjoying a Thanksgiving is a good one and you come out of it happy and healthy as well. Maybe a couple of pounds heavier, <laughs> but hopefully it was worth it. And, uh, I'll, I'll, will not be recording a podcast on Thanksgiving. I will come back with a, I hope abbreviated version of a post-game podcast, uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, after the San Antonio Spurs game. So if if multiple people are listening and you're like, hey, wow, this is great. I kind of like this. Subscribe to the show. Google Locked On Celtics. That's all you got to do is Google Locked On Celtics. And it's going to show up. Uh, if you want to go onto YouTube and search Locked On Celtics, it's right there. Subscribe. You get it daily, Monday through Friday on a regular basis. You can get it right to your device. Stream it in the car on your way to work. Uh, I just met uh, a lovely young lady named uh, Rachel, I believe. Uh, it was Yeah, it was Rachel, who is a college student who listens to the podcast to and from class, which is awesome. Thank you. It was wonderful to meet you. Thank you to everybody who comes up and says hi at Celtics games or on the road or wherever you see me. If you think you see me, come say hi. I really do enjoy saying hi and talking Celtics. With everybody, if you're a listener or watching the show on YouTube, um, that's one thing that I'm thankful for is that so many people have turned to this podcast, this show, and enjoy, for some reason, listening to me talk and blather on about the Celtics. I'm very, very thankful every year, every day that I get to do this, um, even though sometimes it costs me a couple of hours of sleep. Uh, it is worth it. This is my favorite job. I don't even consider it a job. I get to sit here and talk Celtics with you every day, Monday through Friday. 
And hopefully you're talking back to me in the car or talking back to me on the, on the screen and sort of having a pseudo conversation. So I really do uh, thank every single one of you for, for doing so. Um, if you haven't subscribed and you want to take, take part in the fun, please do that. Subscribe on YouTube. Get notified as soon as I drop these shows. Once again, thank you to everybody. Enjoy your dinner. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. And enjoy some Celtics basketball. Hopefully they get back in the winning track on Friday. And I'll be talking about it right here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.